Save the Semantics, episode 239. It is December 16th, 2023. My name is Myro. This is the podcast where I ramble on for a bit about some shit. Um, it's been, it's been a nice little week, uh, to be honest. I have been very much, uh, (laughs) I've been sort of distracted, I suppose, from work, um, I'm starting to kind of feel like I'm in that holiday sort of uh mindset um where I really just want to take <laughs> I'm 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 really not uh I'm just not in the work mindset, you know what I mean? Like when that time comes it will come, but uh yeah, I've been sort of checked out in that sense. So, um but other than that, it's been a pretty good week. I've been able to um yeah, I've just been able to sort of maintain a decent uh, schedule for on the on a kind of day to day sort of thing. Um, no crazy, you know, nothing crazy happening during the week or anything like that. But uh, it's just been good. It, it's been really solid. Um, recording this on a Saturday, Saturday morning. Um, weather is very nice. It's cool. I'm out here kind of enjoying things so I wanted to kind of take advantage of that um so it'll be a nice little it's gonna be a nice little cap off to to this week so um I'm very much taking it all in I'm drinking it up uh if you want to call it that um so there's been some basketball happening there's basketball happening every week um pretty much until uh (laughs) June you know when the finals until the finals but um this past week of basketball it's been um it's been rough as a warriors fan to say the least uh honestly at this point the draymond news is kind of old news uh but that shit happened man it was it was wild i saw that live literally when i tuned in this is the suns game on i believe monday or tuesday um the the moment i turned t- tuned in is like when he just straight up like <laughs> 360 punched nurkic in in the face um it was it was wild to see i was just kind of like i don't even <laughs> what do you even like say at this point you know what i mean and uh yeah we ended up losing uh i think it was what two games this week that we had we have, how many games have we played this week? We played the Suns and we played the Clippers. Um, and yeah, they both ended poorly. So it's we're in a we're in a rough spot, man. Towards the bottom of the conference, well, you know, like eleventh, tenth, or eleventh in the conference, out of the play-in, uh, obviously out of playoff position. Um, so some changes need to be made if, uh, if we're really trying to pursue another, you know, if we're really trying to make another run again, like I've mentioned, I going into this season, uh, I did not have very high expectations, uh, of this team, but I still am optimistic in terms of how they can perform and how they can potentially bounce back 
uh, after, you know, about a quarter into the season. Uh, there's still plenty of time. Uh, you can, you can, you know, I, I don't like to, <laughs> I don't like to necessarily make this comparison, but you can look at what the Lakers did last year. They overhauled. They made some big changes at the trade deadline, and they completely revamped their roster, and they were able to make it to the Western Conference Finals. And, you know, we obviously don't have the same market value or market attraction as, say, L.A. However, we're still the Warriors. We still got Steph Curry. We still have championship pedigree. And so I think that if there is the potential that some team out there is willing to take on <laughs> some of some of our you know some of our underperforming players and willing to trade their own underperforming players or rather you know players that don't necessarily work in their system anymore uh then it's it's possible man we could you know we could always try to make it work uh i think the most probable sort of trade tan you know, candidate at this point is Toronto. That's been kind of Toronto's been very much uh, in the in you know in the talks for, for trade forever with you know OG Ananobi and uh, Siakam. Um, it's just it's just very difficult for me to kind of see what assets that we have that we're able to give up in order to get someone like Siakam, right? Um, it's just very difficult to kind of imagine that. Uh, like we would have to give up quite a lot. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what first round picks or you know picks in general that we do have. So it's it's a little hard to envision how that how a trade possibility might work. But it's but you know anything's possible. It could be like a three th- you know three three team trade. Some other team is able to provide salary filler and they're able to get something else in the process. Like, anything is possible. You can look at, like, the Dame trade and see how that went down, right? So, um, I think that uh, I'm not... I don't want to put it out of the possibility. It's just not the most... I, I, just, I just have a difficult time seeing how that might shape out. So, um yeah, there's going to need to be some changes, uh, for sure. It's been, it's been a really rough, just kind of, you know, going from the playoffs, like we were able to get past the Kings in the first round and that was, you know, that was exciting. Um, but a lot of the issues that carried from last season through the playoffs up until now are still prevalent today. We had a favorable matchup last year in the, in the first round. Um, and I, but I just don't see us having a favorable matchup this year for to any team. Honestly, like we could, we could potentially beat. Like, of course, we have the, uh, the the we we have the ability to beat any team in the Western Conference. But in a series, it's just it's just a different setting. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's hard. It's hard to sort of see how things might go out. And um. I'm very, I'm still, again, I'm still cautiously optimistic of how the season will go. But I, 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 again, I'm, I've, I've had tempered expectations and I will continue to have tempered expectations going forward uh, for the rest of the season. Um, they are playing the Nets today. This is going to be kind of a, I mean, it's, it's been said for a minute. I feel like this game is going to be really a litmus test of 
what we should kind of expect because the Nets, they, I feel like at this point, based on kind of their record, they're sort of hovering around the same positioning as we are. They technically have a better record than we do, but they are sort of, they are in a weaker conference than us. Uh, so I feel that's they're sort of right now, currently, based on positioning and roster and just player avail- availability, they're really kind of in a similar position as us. So I feel like this game is going to be... I, I, I'm i not putting a whole lot into this game because, one, they're not in our conference, so it doesn't really... You know, it, it's not going to be indicative of what a future round matchup might look like. But based on just kind of how things are, we've played some, like, we've played some decent teams. You know what I mean? Like, we've played the Clippers. We've played the Suns. They're, I, I feel that they are technically better than us, even though the Suns are not, you know, they're pretty shaky. And and the Clippers, they're, 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 it looks like they're kind of figuring things out, but they're still so many unknowns with that team um i feel like with this nets team they're right kind of around where we are in terms of just the level of play and shit like that so um it'll be really it'll be interesting to see how we you know how we handle these guys we if we kick their ass i think that that could be like a good momentum sort of shifter in in terms of like you know uh, potentially going on a bit of a run. I don't. I haven't really looked at our schedule for this next week, but we have somewhat of a homestand because I know we're playing. I'm going to next week's game uh, against the the Wizards, and then they're also going to play the Blazers afterwards. The back to back that should provide us some wins. You know, nothing is guaranteed for sure, but I'm I'm sort of I'm hopeful for this upcoming week because we have some favorable matchups and. But we need to handle business with Brooklyn this today, uh, later tonight. And I think it's important that we, we kind of are able to do so. Um, again, they're a pretty decent team. So I feel like they're... I, I, I think that if we can somehow get some somewhat of a win against them, regardless, it doesn't matter how we win, but I, I think that getting this win is going to be really important for this upcoming stretch of games um so um again i'm hopeful we have like some decent matchups coming up so um i'm 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 again sort of cautiously optimistic that this will be maybe a a bit of a bright spot and and then moving forward we can make some changes with our rosters um so yeah it's it's been it has been a bit of a rough week, though, as as a, as a Warriors fan. This honestly, this last couple of weeks has been a bit of a rough stretch for us. Um, I just have been it's it's been a bit of a struggle <laughs> to watch these games, um, and then obviously with the whole Draymond situation, it's it's been really just kind of a shit show, media shit show as well, on that front. So um, yeah, just 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 trying to move forward and look forward to kind of how things might progress. Um, I've been playing a fair amount of 13 Sentinels this week. Um, I've caught up quite a bit, or, you know, I've made a lot of progress. I don't want to say caught up because I don't even know what that necessarily means, but I've made quite a lot of progress in the game. Um, Very intrigued as to how the uh, story continues to develop. Um, 
I do admit I've found I've sort of found myself getting kind of lost in just how many like you know just kind of the web of stories that this game has I feel that I sort of have you know a sense of what the overarching idea between of of this you know of like the the story is but there's just like <laughs> like when you play you you play as 13 separate protagonists right so there's just a lot of things that you kind of lose <laughs> and if you don't play for like a few days and you come back to it it's almost like fuck dude i gotta like catch up on shit because <laughs> it's it's very easy if you aren't paying attention it's very easy to lose sight of what the hell is actually happening in this game but um it's been good man it's it's been really good and uh, i'm probably gonna play a little bit more today um it, it's just been such a um enjoyable experience um i think i've already mentioned that quite a bit but uh yeah i've just thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed um everything this kind of game has had to offer so uh i am uh i'm excited i'm excited to see how uh how things uh how things progress i'm sort of maybe like three-fourths of the way through what it feels like um but there's still quite a lot that I'm still, uh, that still kind of needed to be uncovered, uh, in the story and the narrative. You know, I was, I, I remember last week I was like talking about, um, I mentioned toward the end that I, I felt that I was missing something and I was, there was one thing that I was missing. Uh, last week the, uh, game awards happened and I did not watch it, um, and based on the reception, uh, I'm kind of glad that I didn't. Um, it seemed like it was a pretty, not a very well, it, it was, it didn't seem like a very entertaining show. Um, it seemed that the sort of the corporate interests got sort of a hold and got sort of the spotlight of the show as opposed to the actual awards itself. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm, I wasn't really super interested in watching this year anyway. I mean, obviously last year it was like Xenoblade was like awarded for a couple of awards for especially in game of the year too, which is fucking crazy. I'm still thinking about that, you know? Um, but this year it's like kind of the, I mean, it was a fantastic year for gaming for sure. So, um, but it, it was just, I, I don't know. I just wasn't super drawn into it. So I didn't really, uh, tune in. Um, so Baldur's Gate ended up winning and uh I'm I'm you know happy for you know Larian and the company and shit like that and uh it seemed like a really it seems like a very excellent game that you know hopefully I'll maybe have the chance to play sometime later down the line in the future in the far future I don't know um but I think that it, it just seems that a lot of this is sort of the issue with I, I think award shows in general are just flawed <laughs> you know what I mean like it's it's really hard to balance entertainment with along with kind of being able to recognize um, you know the, the accomplishments of the industry and then you know also provide some like hype and shit like that I think it's just, it's very difficult to do, um, 
Like, there's there's a reason why, I don't know. Like, I remember when there was a whole discussion about the Oscars a while back in terms of how they were conducted and shit like that. And they, I think it was sort of during one of the COVID years, it was maybe, like, going into 2021, where they really just, like, completely, like they got rid of hosts i think and they just primarily focused on just like the awards itself like there was no superfluous things there were no like skits or you know musical numbers or maybe there were musical numbers but there weren't any like additional things that were shown in between the awards themselves right i think they just sort of really honed in on presenting the you know presenting the awards and then it ended up being like not like not like viewed very well i mean like the viewership for the oscars have i know they've been it's been it's been uh noted to have been going down for quite some time due to just you know television not being the primary source of you know primary source of um you know viewership nowadays um but i think that it's just hard i don't know like i i like what what do people are there people that are avid award show watchers like i just i just it's not it's never been entertaining for you know i don't know like what where do you find the entertainment do you enjoy jimmy kimmel (laughs) presenting the awards like or you know hosting and shit like that I don't know. Maybe you do. Are you like an avid Jimmy Kimmel fan? I have no idea. But it's just like it's I think it's just very difficult to strike a balance between providing a space for the, uh, you know, the the nominees to and and those who the winners to get kind of the spotlight and then also it being sort of this hype factor for the upcoming year. I think it's just difficult to strike that balance. And um i i just you know i i enjoy it's fun for me the 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 fun factor the entertainment factor kind of comes from it being like watching it alongside other you know sort of other like people online and kind of being in part of that conversation right being like excited to see one of your favorite games being awarded and nom or nominated rather uh, for something and being like, ooh, the, hopefully it wins something, um, and kind of being in that conversation and discussion. Um, but it's really less. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's that, but I, I, it's not really as much like, yeah, this is like one of the more entertaining programs out there. Like it's not. I I just I don't know if it's for that. It is obviously like a giant commercial. That's that's been stated. Um, and you can maybe potentially find some value in that because you yourself are excited for the games that are presented but i i don't know it's just it's it's just difficult especially for the way the current game shows are formatted in terms of it being an announcement um platform along with uh you know an awards show so i i don't know it's it's just kind of um i'm not super like how do you make it better while also making it entertaining i just it's i just don't know and i i just don't i don't really feel like this perfect show 
really exists. Um, I just, I just think, I just think award shows are just inherently flawed. That's really it. That's really what it comes down to. I am not interested in, you know, watching it for the sake of watching it. I'm, I'm interested in watching it to, I don't know, it being, you know, a space where some, uh, game creators are able to get some recognition. I don't know. And then you're seeing your favorite games get nominated and, and winning. Like, that's kind of, you know, that's where the excitement lies and less on, I don't know, the, the hype factor. I'm not as interested in announcements as other people might be. So, yeah, that, I, I, I passed on watching that. I don't regret it. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of last week, and uh, I forgot to kind of touch on that. So a little late to the party here. But anyways, um, <clears throat> speaking of sort of end, end of the year news and that sort of thing, so, you know, a lot of the company, all of these companies, they put out these sort of year-end wrap-ups like Spotify or like Apple Music. Um, Nintendo has been doing this sort of <clears throat> year-end, you know, wrap-up. Uh, I wish they did it through like December as well, because then it would have provided some data on the games that I've been playing this month specifically, but I understand, you know, the reasoning kind of behind the, you know, timing and everything like that, right? So, um, I kind of want to go over the, the games that I've played, uh, just because I think it'll be kind of fun to, to share that. The games that I've played, the, the games that I've put, like, the most time into and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, let's go over that. Let's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over the games in general that I've played this year. Um, cause this year has been like the most, I feel active I've been with my switch. I feel like I've played the most games period this year. Um, so it's been really good on that front. Um, it's been really, it's been really fun. And I've, you know, based on the discussions that I've had this year, you know, on this, on this podcast, I've talked about um, just, just a lot of the games that I've completed being some of my, some of my favorite experiences, honestly, that I've had, um, in, in a very long time. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to kind of go over them and just sort of talk about, uh, you know, kind of talk about again, sort of the, the, the things that really have stood out to me. Um, so yeah, let's just kind of go over, all of the games that I've played based on what my Switch account has has noted. So obviously Tears of the Kingdom, Xenoblade 3, Final Fantasy 7, Nier Automata, Ghost Trick, Rocket League, Risk of Rain 2, Slay the Spire, Super Mario Wonder, Monster Train, Super Smash Bros., 13 Sentinels, Tetris 99, F099, Fortnite, Persona 5, and Breath of the Wild. It's a pretty damn good list, man. It's a pretty damn good list of, um, obviously some of the games are not as, <laughs> like I played maybe like an hour of Fortnite this year, uh, but it's still kind of popped up on the list. Yeah, I've, I've had a very, um, it started off, this year started off with me continuing to play through Xenoblade 3. Um, I think I was just sort of doing some, you know, 
extra stuff after I sort of completed the main game. This is before Future Redeemed came out, by the way. Future Redeemed came out in, like, April, I believe. Was it April? Or, like, March? Because it was right before Tears of the Kingdom. And the timing, like I mentioned way back then, was, like, impeccable, honestly. Um, And then... Yeah, that just, like, took up more of my time. Before that, though, I think I, I remember, like, back in February or March. I don't know. I don't know how I found the time. But that was kind of when I beat Final Fantasy VII. Um, and because I had sort of put that off on the back burner because of Xenoblade III. Um, and then I kind of came back to it and uh, eventually finished it. But that it was just such a great... You know, I've talked, I've talked kind of extensively about the game. I'm, uh, there's still so much to discuss with Final Fantasy VII. There's a lot of things to, to you know, go over. I think I've sort of stated my feelings about the game and how how much I enjoyed that experience, that initial experience, um, and how it very much lived up to the hype that you know everybody was, you know, everybody has been discussing for many many years now. And um, yeah, I'm I'm very happy that I finally got the chance to to experience it and uh yeah it's 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 very much uh it, it is deserving of being considered one of the you know kind of premier rpg games of of all time and uh i i highly recommend it to anyone who has the chance you know who who who's a fan of you know rpgs and you know story based games to to check it out um and then I think it was like afterwards that I decided to that feature redeemed came out and I was like fuck dude that's crazy I I can't I don't know if I can try to squeeze it in and it actually turned out to be like the perfect uh, timing and opportunity because uh, I was able to play through that and uh, I was able to pour a lot of time into the DLC and it was that that's all that's one of my highlights of of this year and. Um, I guess we'll kind of get into sort of my favorite gaming experiences this year um, in, in a little bit, but uh, I guess I'll just, I'm, right now I just want to kind of go in sort of chronological order in terms of what I played. Um, it was just a very, um, it was just like perfect. It was just like, you know, <laughs> it was fan service. It was, it was exactly what, you know, kind of the fans wanted. I think some of the one of the stronger I have a very strong disagreement with a portion of the community that have said that this game or future redeemed should have been you know uh should have been what the main game should have been and I I can't disagree with that statement um (laughs) strongly I can't disagree with it anymore than I can just just because it's just such a like if this was the game if this was what the base game would have been i think it would have turned off quite a lot of people because it, it, it is it is like it is pure fan service which is awesome for us as xenoblade fans and xeno fans but i think if it was what the main game would have been i think that um that would have been a poor decision and i'm very happy with how they handled things um because the main game is already wonderful in the way it's been and, and laid out just it being a very you know focused story without having to rely on previous games too heavily you know obviously there's the connections that are made but it the the story in itself is very much standalone and i'm grateful that they um they approach things in this way 
and the DLC is sort of like an added bonus to uh, for you know the hardcore fans really, and uh, really wrapping up the this this trilogy in in a very in a very in an incredibly satisfying way. So much so that I'm 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 like excited to I'm I'm very I'm really excited and and looking forward to what Monolith Soft has next. Um, most likely on the next Switch system, Nintendo system. So. Um, yeah, it ended on 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 an incredibly high note, and I was very happy about that. And then, obviously, the next thing I played in May through June, and I kind I think a little bit in July was Tears of the Kingdom. Um, we'll get into more of that. I've talked to, I've talked quite a bit about this game, um, but that took up quite a chunk of my time this year, and uh, rightfully so. Um, and um, what a great experience. What a what a wonderful gaming experience that was. After that, I think I played I believe I played Ghost Trick after that game because I said I I noted or did I play Persona 5 next? I think I played Persona 5 next. I think I might have taken a bit of a break and then went into Persona 5 and then I beat Persona 5. And I've talked a lot about Persona 5. I did a whole review on it. Um maybe i'll touch upon it a little later as well but um yeah i'm i'm I'm, that was also a great experience then i went to went into ghost trick and then after that i played near automata another fantastic game like it's just it's just this this year has just been back to back to back just me just playing just banger games man it's it's been a really good time um so i played near near automata and what did I do after that? Looking at my list. I guess I played... Yeah, I guess I played Super Mario Wonder after that. Like in October. Um, and, and in November as well. Um, so I think that was sort of... And, then, you know, obviously I played some games in between. Like, you know, Slay the Spire. And then, um, like, you know, Rocket League or Risk of Rain. A little bit in, in between here and there. Um... And then after that, I went into 13 Sentinels. So, yeah, that's sort of kind of a a large overview of my year in gaming in terms of all of the games that I've played. Um, my most played game... <laughs> my most played game this year, uh, based on what the the Switch and, you know, the, my Nintendo account told me, uh, was Xenoblade 3 <laughs> somehow in in the same year that Tears of the Kingdom came out I still ended up playing like 170 hours in in Xenoblade 3 which is kind of crazy to think about because you you know you can account for the DLC with Future Redeemed right that was I, I put in quite I put in a lot of time I put in, I think, maybe like 40 hours into um, Future Redeemed. But then it's like on top of that, I also played another 100 and like 20, 30 hours. Like, what the fuck? Where did that time go? <laughs> like, I, I know that I was sort of doing, you know, a bunch of extra stuff and, you know, kind of trying to, hundred, you know, quote unquote, 100% the game. Um, and then I also started up, I briefly started up a second playthrough. Um but damn, I didn't realize <laughs> that it, that took up so much of my time. And then after that, 
the next game on the list was uh obviously tears of the kingdom at like 150 hours but still man it's crazy that I, I still was able to put in so much time into xenoblade 3 and I'm, I'm, i imagine i'm still gonna be putting in more hours as i kind of maybe you know work through uh like a second playthrough and then also try to do more like 100 percent um you know kind of completion on that front so there's still there's still some things that i want to do in that game even though i've sort of <laughs> that you could argue that i've done you know pretty much everything that i wanted to but there, I, I still want to go back into it and you know do some do some kind of like challenge runs and, and, and that sort of thing i feel there's there's still things that i want to explore with that game so um that's that but still it's it's crazy to think that i still clocked in <laughs> over 100 hours into the game uh this year after after a year after its release um and then there's like the third game on that list was uh slate aspire at uh 69 hours which is like oh fuck yeah it's nice <laughs> nice <laughs> so um yeah i think slate aspire is just going to continue to be be that game for me that's just going to kind of be there if i ever need it um i've mentioned that i recently picked up monster train which is a very sort of similar card based deck building game um you know roguelike deck building game that sort of satiates that you know want and kind of fills in that sort of role or sort of hole that uh slay the spire uh kind of fills but it, it, it's it's i don't know i think slay the spire just as the experience is just cleaner in my opinion i like monster train quite a bit i think there's more of an ability to you know um uh mix and match but i also feel there's like less cards like each deck for each character is kind of limited honestly like there's not really a way to i don't know it, it, it's just not super it, it, it's kind of limited there's a lot of the samey kind of cards that pop up and that's kind of been my main criticism with the game is that it's just sort of limited which is kind of weird to say because there's like six different characters that you can play with but each deck is not super extensive um which is a little disappointing um with slay the spire you can like if you are doing if you're doing sort of like daily runs even daily runs the um the way they uh the limitations that they put still allows you to you know try try to kind of configure a strategy but i feel like with um i don't know i think maybe i just need to get better at the game <laughs> for for monster train but it's still it's still fun for sure um but yeah slay the spire i think it's just going to be there for me and um unless there's like i don't know it's just it's just it's just a really it's just a good comfort game i can just kind of pop in if i'm if i'm really if i just don't have something that i have a, sort of a, an urge to play that game is always going to be there for me so um yeah that, i'm not super surprised with how much how much time i've put into uh put into slay um let's talk about my favorite games this year or you know just kind of like what my favorite um yeah just kind of like my game of the year you know my, my little my little my little own awards uh show if you want to call it that um let's start off with just kind of i don't have any like a predetermined list or anything like that 
Um, best story. It's it's you know I still haven't beat the game yet, but Thirteen Sentinels is, is going to be up there as one of the most crazy ass stories for a game that I've really played. But because I haven't beaten it yet, I I I can't really say that it was like my favorite story. Um, I would say it would either be for this year my favorite sort of story in a game would probably have to be either Final Fantasy VII or near automata i think those games um were you know with final fantasy 7 i think that the the main drive you know kind of the just sort of the 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 central conflict is pretty straightforward but it is much more about the characters and how they deal with their situations and the way they're, the these characters develop that make the game as um, intriguing and as interesting as it is, you know? The, the way that Cloud kind of uncovers his own personality and his relationships that he has with Tifa especially, I think make the game. I think that's what makes that that like those sections in the game where they're sort of bonding and they they're having these like conversations i don't want to spoil the game there's like a section of the game which is one of my favorite sequences um where it's just cloud and tifa and they're you know so they're sort of working together or, or rather like tifa is like trying to help cloud in some way um that's like one of my favorite moments in the game and that's that's what really makes it for me um it, it's just it's really these character moments that kind of build and um provide a really rich and kind of fulfilling experience for me for near i'm i'm not i wasn't as invested in the characters per se it is just much more um but i they they still are very interesting characters for sure like you know 2B A2 9S i think they are all very um interesting in the way they ha- kind of deal with things um it is sort of the the conversations around because it's such a bleak game <laughs> and there are some very hard hitting moments um and sort of the way in which they the game kind of delves into these moments and how just kind of this this just this just pit of despair that and these trials that the characters have to go through make it just very um a very intense experience and um and then it it just it's just something that I've never played before and of course the gameplay it's is also very exciting um and is something that I have never really experienced before in the game so um that kind of tied in um i but the, but the kind of the main drive is is sort of the narrative of this game and um that's kind of what uh that's sort of why i i, I sort of want to put it in that in the character category of most uh you know one of my favorite stories um how many more should i do should I do like best gameplay? <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. I think Nier Automata had some fantastic gameplay, and in terms of just the the third person action combat, and then kind of switching into an arcade 
shooter and kind of bullet hell sort of thing. I think that, uh, I don't know, Nier had some very exciting gameplay moments. And uh, uh, I, I guess you could argue like Mario Wonder this is like a really well polished like platformer. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, what a mess. What a mess of a awards show. Um, let's just get to the my favorite game of this year. I mean, it, there's been so much. Um, I, there's been just such a great uh, slew of games that I've played. Um, Future Redeemed is up there for me. It, it, it's just it, it was just so like I, I I just had so much fun. And it was so like it was just such a good experience, especially as a Xenoblade fan. Like it just satiated everything that I wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, this is like everything. And then you tie it to like the other series. I don't want to get into that too much, but it's just like oh, the possibilities, man. Afterwards, like there's it's just it's just the 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 universe for this this uh, this franchise is wide open, and I'm just like so excited to see how things will go down. Um, my game of the year is Tears of the Kingdom. Um, and it's not a game that, honestly, I'll be revisiting anytime soon for reasons that I've already talked about because I feel that I've gotten a complete experience from the game and subsequent playthroughs of the game are probably not going to provide as much excitement. Um... I, I just I, you know because like once you've already the 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 novelty of the game is really and and the, the novelty of the experiences the first experiences of the game are really what draw you in and there sometimes I I sort of conflate and I think that I because I I feel like maybe I'm not I I feel like I'm not super consistent in the way that I present games. And the way that I kind of talk about games, it's like, oh, if this game doesn't have this, if it doesn't have like a replay value, if it's only like, if the game, if the game you can only beat in like 10 hours or something like that, it's not worth it based on like the price tag and shit like that. I'm really trying to move away from thinking of games in that way because it's honestly just based on how or I, what, what it really comes down to. It's just based on how you feel about it. It is like sometimes you can look past the flaws of you know certain things you'll see some little you know blips within the game maybe the graphics aren't as you know as as good as compared to like other games or you know there's there's moments in the story where you think it's maybe flawed and we're you know maybe unnecessary but it it just it comes down to how you ultimately feel about this game and my initial experience with this game was one of my favorite like one of my favorite gaming experiences that I've really had um like it just it it really replicated how I felt playing Breath of the Wild for the very first time it, but in a different way I, you know it, it's it, like I I had kind of these moments um in Breath of the Wild, they're like, "Holy shit, I'm doing this!" and and just like, "This is this is such a brand new experience. I've never had this, you know, I've never had this happen in a game before." And but like with 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 Tears of the Kingdom, there was just moments of just awe. The first like forty fifty hours of the game were 
like fucking phenomenal and i i wouldn't change that for anything um it's it's just like there's just moments where you're like holy shit i can't believe there's just sequences in the game and you know what i'm talking about you know what i mean um and and it's like this whole argument with like replayability or whatever and I maybe I, I I don't feel as strongly now as I did maybe before in regards to like oh if this game you're not if you play it on the second time it's not gonna have the same impact it's like no shit, right? It's like no shit. It's the same thing with some of my other favorite games. Like if you, you're you're not gonna get the same experience as you did when you played it for the first time. You're just you're just not. So I just don't under, like some games you don't need to replay. You know what I mean? You can if you want to. There's no. <laughs> there's no like stri- there's no like restrictions on that but like it, it it it's just what it is it's it, it these first time experiences are that you're not going to be able to experience it in the same exact way as you did before but that doesn't devalue it in any way shape or form right of course like there's been a lot of dialogue about the game about tears of the kingdom specifically that's come out you know months after it was released and you know the criticisms and and i i totally feel that and i i've discussed that before and i I very much i i do agree with you know kind of the lacking you know story and you know some of the elements that are sort of inconsistent between the games and inconsistent between other zelda games right um and i think those all those criticisms are valid uh but it just for for me personally it doesn't take away my overall enjoyment of the game that i had when i first played through it and um i think that i think that's fair like you you don't need to make excuses to why you enjoyed something you know sometimes it's just like you just you you enjoyed it because there was something that that you felt satisfied within yourself and there's also you also don't need to provide you know you don't you also don't need to be super i i think that sometimes we get into this kind of reviewer mindset it's like oh this this and this are the reasons why this game is good it's like you don't have to i i don't think you necessarily have to justify why you personally enjoy the game there's just some things in it that you enjoyed and Sometimes it's just hard to articulate why you felt a certain way about a game and why you value it so much. You know what I mean? So I think that it's, uh, I think that I I guess I'm trying to sort of, you know, I, I enjoyed, so, so earlier this year, back in like the summer, I did a review of Persona 5 and I enjoyed that game a lot. But I also had quite a lot of criticisms with it. And I tried to sort of format that discussion in in sort of a reviewer format. And again, while I did enjoy doing that, I just didn't feel that it was... I was sort of like, you know, I'm happy that I tried it out. But it's just not something that I want to do with, with games and like kind of formatting in terms of like what I... I mean, I could still do that, but I, I, I think I tried to do it, like, too much in this kind of rigid form. 
and I don't know. I I think I tried to place, I tried to put put up these like place markers as to why this game. Like I was almost like, am I gonna give this game a review, like a like a score at the end of this? Like I I don't know. It it's just it just didn't feel. It's not something that I want to kind of do when I discuss a game too much anyway. Um, where I kind of like do all of these like steps of like gameplay and then you know the graphics and uh, you know just UI and, and shit like that. I don't I don't want to do that too much. You know what I mean? Um, unless I really want to. So I think that it's just like a gut feeling. You know what I mean? And I I, I think that uh, it's 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 weird to say that I I would uh, moving forward I prefer to kind of move like. In, in regards to kind of games and I guess just art, you know, just like art mediums in, in general, I, I sort of feel that I, I, I would prefer to move with like this gut feeling as opposed to what I think in my head is like, oh, this is like a technically impressive thing because I think that I will be sort of depriving myself from enjoying the thing. And if I'm, like, I, I also used to do this when I was younger as well, um, I'm guilty of this, where I was very, like, nitpicky of, like, certain things and, and you know, stories, or it's, like, uh, I remember back in, you know, high school, CinemaSins was, like, a big thing, right? But I, I, a lot of people have, have, you know, myself included, have, like, moved past that because it, 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 it like, what, what are you doing? Like, just enjoy the movie. Or if you don't enjoy it, that's fine. If you recognize or you sort of see that there are some plot holes, that's okay. But, like, don't let that ruin the entire experience for you. You know what I mean? So, I I, I, I just, you know, it's it's fine if that's how some people consume media. But I, I just think that it's kind of is a bit of a I don't know it's like a shitty 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 way of consuming things it's a shitty way of enjoying things and um that that sort of approach I feel kind of applies to you know one of my favorite mediums gaming and I I want to move away from that and I want to experience games of course like the you know the technical things and the gameplay things they do matter but it is much more just like it's just it's just kind of the feeling of things and how you are able to kind of take away from that um so that's really my reflection i suppose after after playing through all of these games all of these wonderful games this year my reflection is that i i care less about the minutia of things and more about just kind of the overall experience and the feelings that I have in kind of the current moment that I am playing that game, you know? So I think that's really my takeaway (laughs) from this year after playing all of these games. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I kind of want to, I want to end it on that note. Um, I was going to get into, a whole discussion about 13 sentinels i touched upon that earlier but i'll save that for next week as i progress further into the game and probably have some more uh comments in regards to that so i will end it off uh on this note for 
today. Um, anyways, thank you for listening. This has been Save the Semantics. Signing off.